did it a little um we've been on like a it was like an advisory for a couple weeks and then they did a and they did a statewide one i guess a statewide stay-at-home order except for there's not necessarily any um what do they call it there's it's not enforceable uh there's not like any penalty if you go out kind of thing but um that's they've advised it but certain counties have like park city is closed down because that's been you know, where a lot of people visit and stuff. Um, but yeah, we're we're locked down. Um, what about you? I mean, California you know, is right. Yeah, I mean, California is on that. You know, the stay shelter in place mm-hmm. order or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, we're both uh, out in the world. We're both essential workers. Yeah, yeah. So and education. So, but the kids are but the kids are home. The kids. Yeah. Are home. What are they What are they doing for their school? Are they just online Nothing. right now. I mean, it's they're supposed to be, but the, the teachers don't understand how to make it work, or or they just don't have the technology to make it work. So there's like yeah, one or two classes that are limping along, but for the most yeah. part, they're they're playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what we're seeing. Um, for you know, I, I'm in a school, and some of our teachers are like haven't missed a beat, and this just delivering an, an online platform where they can video themselves and still kind of create uh, an authentic experience. Some of them are doing great, and then you have some who have no idea what to do. Um, and so... Well, the, and the crazy thing is the kids welcome it. It's like right. th- those couple of classes that are actually going are like what are keeping them keeping them alive. Uh, I, had a, I had a teacher call me in tears uh, this week. She teaches seniors. Um, and she's kind of like a... She's a bleeding heart, just... The kids love her, um, and she's great for for that age, you know. And um, she just asked him, like, she, she teaches English, and she had gave him just a writing prompt of like, what's working well for you? How's this going for you? What's what are some of your frustrations? Just what just feedback, you know, and just was gave, gave it out of a writing prompt. And uh, she came back. She called me in tears, um, just because she was like, I can't, I can't finish reading these. They they are all struggling with that they can't see their friends that they don't get to have their final prom that they're worried that they won't have graduation and it was just too much for her to handle so i think a lot of the kids um you know if you're if you're an introverted kid and didn't really care to go to school anyway maybe this isn't such a, a challenge for you I, like i i personally don't mind being at home but um there are a lot of people who they just need that interaction and uh, especially you know seeing fourth term for seniors is it's like like a time of life, you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. before you get out into the real world, but you're pretty much done with all your major credits, and so you're just kind of uh, enjoying uh, very little responsibility, and it's got cut short for a lot of these kids. 
Well, I have I have two um, kids graduating, uh, uh-huh. or graduations being canceled or postponed or whatever. Yeah. One from high school and one from college, and you know they both just work their asses off to get where they are. And one that's getting ready to like go to college, and and at, at right now the student housing she was going to live in is closed. Like who knows when it's going to reopen? Yeah, yeah. And so like everything's just kind of on this weird hold. Mm-hmm. But well, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm, I gotta figure out I think parents have to figure out ways to to keep their kids active. There's there are other alternative ways to just keep their brains. I mean, even if it's not like some course curriculum where they're not going to get like necessarily credit for it, you know, there's websites like Coursera where there's like mm-hmm. college classes from all over the world where yeah. I think t- today what I'm going to do after we finish this is I'm going to set them up and like have them each pick three college classes, you know, yeah. and then take yeah. a class, you know, they, they're online classes and, you know, it's all just pre-recorded stuff. Right. They do it at their own pace, but just do do one session a day from each class just to keep their brains going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, so, for example, I I teach, uh, you know, I, I when I taught, I taught geography. And so I teach a, uh endorsement course for the state for teachers who want to teach a subject but don't have a license endorsement for it. And that's all online. And I'm currently doing one of those. And um, that has, I mean that's just continuing like normal. Like there's no, you know I mean? There's no been no change because I've never had to see these people face to face anyway. Right. Um, and so um, it's I think, getting more and more common, especially at the university level where, I mean, I had, uh, by the time I was done with my master's, I had a good portion of my classes online just because you're in a work, you're a working adult who's trying to like have a job and go to class at the same time. So, you know, it might just have to be where, where online is where it's held for a little bit. Until yeah, well, I think it's just going to change. It's just going to change the whole model. I think what mm-hmm. we're seeing is, um, and I think I think I don't know that there's ever going to be a going back to normal because I think what we're finding is a lot of people are realizing that they don't like they can do their job better from home yeah. rather than like in the confines of this box, you know, where they have right. to go to and see people they don't like and mm-hmm. and be away from their the place that you know like why wouldn't you like when you're you have to put on your business casual and go and interact with people and and people are fine are going to find i think that they're way more productive at home which is not what they thought they would be they thought they would be at home and distracted but everyone's so bored right it was like the perfect time to like do the switch over <laughs> it's like people yeah. would rather go work than watch well, a netflix show and i think i think it's there's a i think there's a balance it probably depends so much on where the family is you know because we're what we see here, as I talk to a lot of our, our teachers, for example, teaching from home, what they're struggling with is um, normally they can go to they go to their job and that's they are they are the educator that's their job that's their primary role. But right now they've got to do that role plus try to be mom and dad while because everybody's at home and so it's in some ways it's this weird um, at least like in in my profession it's like this weird mix because um you you you're trying to do two things at once like my wife teaches and she's trying to be teacher and but then um i i still go in at least they have me on a rotation so admin still goes in we we trade days um but uh she's had to try to like balance this role of get the kids to do their thing plus run her thing and so she's she would much rather go in and to be honest, I would, um, 
much rather go in just because it's like it's my own designated space. But what I do love about it is to have that autonomy of here's my tasks for the day and I will pick exactly how I get those squared away and just to have that flexibility. I mean, I've, I've long wished I could just kind of do what I do from home. And so it's almost been a weird, um, like, like my, my job's still going, you know, and it's almost been a weird, um, kind of this nice component to it of, of being able to do it from home. The big challenge is, is that the kids are home with me now <laughs> and that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, I've had, the, I've had kind of the opposite thing because we're both working all day mm-hmm. and um, our kids are home without supervision or anything. You know what I mean? So it's kind yeah. of hard to, um, you know, and then by the time we get home, I get home, it's kind of late and she gets home from a hard day of hard actual, you know, late, her body's tired. It's mm-hmm. just hard to enforce like, you just have to hope. <laughs> yeah, that they got it squared away. <laughs> that, they, that, that they're okay. And, they're, and and when we talk to them, they seem like they're cool and they seem actually healthy. And, and I mean, you know, yeah. they're bored. And, yeah. and But they, they, I don't know, they don't really miss their friends because they're still communicating with their friends online. You know, right. they're still, they're still mm-hmm. that, that. That's why this whole social distancing thing is kind of this weird. It shouldn't be social distancing. It's more like physical distancing, but like right. we, we, like it almost seems like that's kind of a way that they're trying to like cut, like separate people. Like we don't have to be separate. Like the technology exists, mm-hmm. and and as far as like working from home, as like like um for, as a teacher, I think it's just there's always going to be things that you have to go in for that are just better in person. Yeah, yeah, but I think there's going to be a new way of learning. That is, it's, it's. I don't know. We'll talk, I'll actually want to talk to you about it after. I don't want to reveal it to the world because I have this idea. Uh-huh. Don't remind me to talk to you about this. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I just, I just think that if that, that just you're that she's that's just the right technology doesn't exist yet. But this is going to create the right technology to like really like take education out of the government's hands almost. I don't know. I don't know. Let's. Well, what what I'm finding is some there are a lot of there's been some of these technology tools are really pretty amazing. But if you're kind of going to school and doing your own thing, um, things that are already existing, but you, you just don't have a reason to go and change it up. You know, you just this is what I've done. This works. I get the results I want by what I'm doing. So what's my reason to change it? And what I mean, this has kind of been the push to force you to look at other delivery methods, um, and and I I don't think that's unique to education in this particular situation. I think it's true to I, I I've even thinking about you know I'm I'm a guy who um, I enjoy fountain drink, and um, if you think about it, going in and pushing the I mean, how many people do you think push the fountain drink button in an hour? You know what I mean? Has this destroyed your fountain drink drinking? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten it for a while. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're looking like you almost feel like you need to put a glove on to touch the fountain drink machine, yeah. you know? And um, and so it just makes you think of like how how many um, points of contact are there? How many things do we need to look at potentially doing differently or going in and paying? You know, cash, they say, is one of the dirtiest um kind of physical pieces that we we encounter in a day and so but most people really like i go in and i pay with my credit card because you know your your check gets directly deposited to your account and it's just an easier way just to handle that all electronically rather than in physical cash and 
And, uh, but it makes you kind of wonder, like, are a lot of these things where Apple Pay, where you just go and you touch it to the, you don't even have to, like, bring your credit card out. It just sends a signal, like, how many of these things are going to be sticking around? And also what I've been wondering is once, uh, you know, we get a year from this point and there is, uh, you know, there's treatment for this, uh, vaccine for this, and, like, do we just forget about this? Or is, or is this long lasting enough say for example like september 11th where it changed the world um like how like how much of this is going to stick and that's what i wonder well it almost, almost seems like it's already changed the world more than 9-11 because 9-11 everybody kind of stopped for a week but then was back at it you know there was unless, a unless you travel, of, there was a, yeah. yeah unless you yeah but i mean even then I, I mean it wasn't that long ago that I mean, that long after 9-11 that I was on the plane. And, but I mean, it was a different world of right. right. <laughs> after it that. changed your process to get on it, but generally the world However, changed. However, life just kind of kept on going. Mm-hmm. But, and, and maybe life will keep on going. I mean, I mean, but I don't think so. I think it's already gotten, like when you just go out to the store and you see everybody out there in their gloves and their masks yeah. and they already are turning into some weird alien you know it's mm-hmm. like a sci-fi thing that's already right like, like just perspectives are switching well i think i think the difference with 9-11 in this is uh, from our perspective at home the thing that really impacted us that changed is is travel but the consequence of 9-11 really was i mean the, the bulk of it where where the big changes happened were really outside of our country where unless you uh, you know, how we intervened in different parts of the world. But for you and me and the rest, pretty much all of us who are just living our lives at home, uh, we really don't think about that day in and day out. You know what I mean? Right. And whereas this, this you have no choice but to think about and interact with and and uh, address because it's, it's, it's forcing us to change behaviors, you know? Well, after 9-11, there wasn't a global... Um rush to the store you know what i mean like uh-huh. the, like you go into the grocery store now that was like 9-11 didn't change our shopping no well and i think to me probably there's been you know i, I look at you know there's kind of two questions i i think about with this is one is what has kind of been the hardest part of this and then what has actually been kind of i don't know if enjoyable is the right word but like surprisingly um like a, a benefit, you know, silver lining kind of thing of this. And, but one of the things is that has been most concerning, like that's kind of t- taken, that shocked me the most is going to the store and not being able to get something you need, you know? Um, like that's where it's like, oh, this is, this is, the, that was the first point where it's like, this is real, you know, because I can't just go get milk or eggs and that's changing depending on when you go to the store that's you know there's times where it's there and times where it's not but to like just walk in and have the shock of to not know if it's going to be like all right how many stores am i going to have to go to today to get milk Uh yeah yeah i mean and and that's what and and that's what's been the big change but to me that's kind of been refreshing like i feel like i've been been preparing for this for a long time i mean i've been in places where I've been so broke that we were, you know, taking in recycling just to eat that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been in some pretty 
really dark low times, <laughs> and uh-huh. and, there, and and it didn't matter what the choices were because you couldn't afford the choices anyway. So right. for me, when I go in now, now that I actually am. Have, have like pulled myself out of that and, and life has gotten along and we finally gotten to a point where after I lost my job like six years ago or so and, and we went through this this crazy year and we've been fighting and now I'm back to here and all of a sudden it like just happens without, it just happens where I'm like uh-huh. oh crap finally I finally get to the point where I can go in and get anything I want in the store I don't even think about it yeah. and now yeah. it's not there but I actually, I, I kind of hate that going with all those choices. Sometimes I just stand there and I was like, which one do I choose? And now it's like, you just got to go get what's available. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of showing, I don't, I don't know how many other people it's showing, but it's showing me that like, we don't need all that shit. Like, like we, right. like we, we were back in excess, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're just, it's, that's where you can start becoming numb. Now you're kind of your wits are about you. You don't put toilet paper in your car. You put it in the trunk. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah. someone smashing your window to steal your toilet paper. Well, and it's it's what has been interesting about this is um, it's kind of shown what is what is essential. You know, um, and I, I think there are some things that are refreshing to that as well. Um, you know, I, it, just a parallel to my, just think to my daily profession, like what, what, one of the things we try to get teachers to, to do is, you know, go deeper rather than broader, find what is fundamental and focus on what is fundamental. Don't worry about all the other shit. And, um, like when you're teaching a class, right. And, it, and I kind of like look that same parallel to just this in life is like, what are the fundamental things you need? Um, and that what's actually been interesting to me is to see like just just like look at groceries for example. How much um, I don't know that I was paying attention to what was fundamental and, and yeah. essential, and and uh, it's it's kind of causes you to to really look at just like your daily life and and even your consumption of okay, do I should I be using this as, as rapidly as I am? Or should I, should I be going through the paper towels as quickly as we should? You know, you, it's funny how economics makes you think about that. But really, in reality, when we're thinking about how much we consume and how much waste we produce, we should have kind of been thinking about that already, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why you can take some benefits out of this whole thing. And, and mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean... Eventually, it'll just go back to normal. It always does, right? Like back to cons- like. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's gonna. It's not gonna be as widespread. I, I think people are realizing, and I also think people are realizing that you can't really depend on the government for help. Um, and if you weren't right. prepared for this, um, you're you're screwed. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people that can't prepare for this. You know, like like what do you what is what does the student do who's living in student housing? Right. Who now has nowhere to go, and is and even and even like you know younger kids who live in these smaller apartments. How do they have a food storage? How how do they? Even yeah. if they could afford it, there's nowhere to put it. Right. And so I don't know. There's just got to be this this different way of handling things in the future because I don't know that I don't know. I've just been, and maybe it's just that I've been mentally preparing myself for something that I never thought would happen to happen. You know, I'm just I'm just yeah. whatever yeah. happens next, I'm going to be ready for it because it's like this is nothing. 
Like, yeah. human beings have endured so much more suffering than we're mm -hmm. pretending this is, you know? We're calling this yeah. an apocalypse, and shit, man, this is nothing compared to what's going on just on the other side of the world right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there are people who's, who's, who live in rubble. Yeah. And, and we're complaining about, you know, I don't know. The only reason we're complaining, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm just, I'm just waiting. It's like, there's got to be something bigger coming. Like, this is... There's, it's going to be some real big shock to reality, I think. That well, I, I think, you know, thinking of silver linings in this, one of the things I've thought about, because I've thought about, you know, I, I um, used to teach history, and so I even just think, say, for example, the Great Depression and how long that was and how people had to, how much they had to ration, and or like thinking of being in London 1945 and there's bombings and right. like, how, like how, how as a society – how much you had to really um, or think of go being into in Michigan today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of those things. Um, and I thought real, realistically, especially if you happen to um, be in a situation where, you know, this, obviously this is going to have, I mean, we're, we're basically closing down the markets. Um, and so, you know, on a, on a kind of large scale and that's going to have economic consequence. But if you happen to be in a situation where you still have a job and you're still able to provide, this isn't this isn't so bad to just be okay. Just stay in your house, you know. Um, that there've been people who've been asked to do much more and are, are currently living in, in much worse circumstances. Um, but one of the things I do think that that is an advantage to this is I do wonder if this allows us to. Think about so say for example, you know when Ebola was going around uh, a couple of years ago, and there was a concern that it was going to come to America, and that's something where um, the 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 mortality rate is much much higher. Um, that that if you you get it, your your chances of getting sick, the 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 reaction that your body has to it is is much more severe. So let's say a few years from now, something like that does go around. Um, that does have like real genuine, um, not not to, not that not to minimize the deaths that are happening from this particular pandemic, but but let's say the death rate is much higher. We're going to need um, procedures, and we're going to need to know like what our process is in place. And sometimes I wonder if maybe this is helps us at least prepare for an event like that um, yeah, even on a personal it, level like if something like that were to happen it's not going to be you're going to react at, with a more calmer level or head yeah because well, I, I was thinking it. about it i was thinking about it you know i've um i don't know i've had to the last few years go in periodically and get an inhaler um i, I get this weird infection in my lungs that just makes it feel like you can't take a full breath and it's never anything that's got me to the point where I'm like panicked. I'm like, I got to call the ambulance or whatever. But sometimes like I, I find myself like not able to fully fill my lungs, you know? And, um, the other day I just had a headache and was just not feeling too great and not able to, not able to take a full breath. Um, and which isn't, was, which isn't out of the ordinary. Right. Um, but the last two to three days I haven't been able to do that. And it's been going through my head of like, you know, if I were to get it, 
would that be a consequence? You know what I mean? Like if I, if I already have this issue where I'm not able to take a full breath and then I get a whole bunch of shit in my lungs, um, like, does that have a consequence? It, it kind of puts me on edge a little bit of like, am I one of those guys in the, that are younger that are in the higher risk category and not even realizing it? You know, you, you ask yourself those questions um, and it kind of creates a sense of, of concern. Um, but it's like anything else. There's a, always that part of you that thinks that's oh, not going to happen to me, you know, um, and it kind of just lets you live your life because we, I think we, we have a hard time getting out of our normal routine. So we want to um, find whatever reason we can to continue life as is. Um, but, but I do think if there was something that was much more deadly, um, I, I think a reaction like this would be like much more severe um, and much more concerning. And yeah. it would have the well, potential to really, really do some like serious, serious damage. But one of the one of the positive things like you bring up is is like every now every time you have a shortness of breath or every time you have a little cough, mm-hmm. your nose is kind of stuffed, your throat's dry. <laughs> it's like you start yeah. thinking, okay, do I have it? Do I have? And, you know, and, and that paranoia is actually making you more aware of your body and your health. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing because it's like I'm I'm the same way. I have high blood pressure and mm-hmm. and um I think I think every every little cough is like, oh, okay, what's that? And then but now I'm doing this, okay, I'm just, I think my throat's just dry. I'm not right. right. It's not a sore throat. I just need some more water. And and it's this this uh you know, like finding, like getting ourselves healthy again, and I'm taking more. I'm eating better, and you know, eating, con- considering things that help the immune system when you're choosing things to eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, you know, there's, I think there's that that a lot of people just kind of neglected, and now we're starting every little thing that's wrong with you. You're like, okay, what's what's this? Because <laughs> you know, yeah, you're just, yeah. and then it's almost like you go into this. Uh, this meditation where you're like, all right, I can heal myself. <laughs> I just pinpoint mm-hmm. my energy on that spot. <laughs> and then it has, and then it happens. And then you see it really was just kind of nothing. And, and I don't know, that's been cool. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes things like this kind of focus or cause you to focus, um, on things you, you know, again, like you probably should be focusing on anyway, taking time to make sure you're healthy and taking time to make sure you're taking your vitamins and, you know, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, and so you walk so, yeah. through the grocery store, like the, the everything's jacked up in price except for the produce section. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like the perfect time to get back into fruits and vegetables. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just wash them. Well, wash them real good. Yeah. Well, I used to think like, you know, I, I've never been much of a gardener, but um, you could see some advantages to having, having a garden um, just because, um, you know, I, like you, you can go to the store and get things that will stay on the shelf for a while and you can have them in your pantry. But, um, it's those, those fresh foods that are, that are kind of become, become a little more valuable in those situations. Well, yeah. But what do you do? What do you do when you're somewhere like where you are in Utah and mm-hmm. like, you can like if you plant on a garden right now, it wouldn't grow anyway. No, it wouldn't. Or, or um, as, the, as the snow dissipated. No, it's it's you know it's like in that weird weird phase where you it's 
feels like it's uh, summer's right around the corner, and then all of a sudden it snows. Yeah. So, so I mean, so we are dependent on each other. We we've we've made ourselves that way. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, or or like, you know, I, I guess I could get like, um, you know, I, I I happen to be a guy who likes lentils and those kind of things, and so I guess you just subsist off that until till yeah. it's growing season. Lentils. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a lentil guy. Oh uh, really? Uh huh. Don't they give you gas? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the consequence well, is just the price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Keeps you warm too. Uh huh. What, what else, man? Like, it's, it's like it's, this. This thing's yeah. everywhere. The one thing I've, I realized is that that it has like I don't watch a whole lot of TV because I don't have a TV, mm-hmm. but every once in a while I'll tune in to uh, you know I have the cable package I have or the the internet package I have allows me to log in online yeah. and watch. It's always crappy. It always skips and stuff, so I don't watch it too often. But I was watching last night and the commercials. How quickly the advertisers have. Have jumped yeah, on the commercial, adapted to this, yeah. and it's like carry in and dine out. And there's a little Caesars commercial. It's like once it comes, it's in the oven at 500 degrees Fahrenheit and never touched by a human hand. Once it comes out, <laughs> it's like, and it's like they've already jumped on it. Like, it's like somehow the advertisers were ahead of the curve. They knew. Yeah, yeah. They were prepared. Well, and yeah, when when it comes to the the almighty dollar, you know, if you're gonna, you're gonna act quick. Um, you know what? I, I think what's been. Well, you make me think of a couple things. It, it is how. Um, well, there's the road that I don't know that we want to go down, but like of how long it took people to respond to all this, um, and I think that's kind of inherent in a lot of us. Sometimes we. I even bring it back to September 11th. I remember that day. Um, uh, I was in college, still living at home, and um, mom came down and woke me up. She's like, a plane's gone into the World Trade Center. And my first response was, it wasn't terrorism. It was, oh, man, that's crazy. Like somebody somebody had their flight path wrong. <laughs> my re- yeah. initial reaction was to not believe it, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just an accident. And the second one hits, I'm like, okay, no, this is not an accident. And I think that's a little bit inherent um, within us all of like, no, it's not, it's not really going to um, really happen here. Um, but then you come to find out that, no, like this, this ended up being a bigger deal than we all thought. And there was a whole lot of people that said, yeah, we should pay attention to this. And then there's a whole other group of there are reasons to not pay attention to it for political reasons that can drive you batty as well. And so, and, you know, we don't need to go down that road, but it does make you wonder, like, of new coming threats of, like, how um, how serious should you take? When is the appropriate time? So th- that's why you can't, you can't, we have to learn to not depend on the government for this sort of thing. Like, had, had something like this happened before, and, and certainly the next time, I'm sure people will be self quarantining you know before mm-hmm. the order mm-hmm. comes down and, right. and 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 then and then it's like it doesn't even matter if the government like says get back to work if you're not, like what can like 
like, like, isn't that crazy? Like, everyone's just sitting at home, and then the government's going to say, get back to work, and people will. Yeah, it, I, it's, it's, it's bonkers to me, really. And what's, what's kind of been interesting about this particular thing, you know, and people fall on different lines of that spectrum of how much should government be involved. But, like, with a global pandemic, um, in order to get a to get like things contained, like you almost really do need um, with how with how much we're interacting. Like in geography, we call the space time compression. Your ability to get anywhere on the planet has never been this rapid. Uh, like the the movement across the globe, think think throughout human time. You know, yet we have these these infectious diseases and things that operate. You know, at the rate of evolution, yet we in the last century or so um, have sped up the ability for something to get from one end of the globe to another at a at a rate that has never ever been this fast. And so, because of that, the importance of the, just the global community to be able to communicate and, and have have cooperation on like, okay, there's something that can impact the entire planet. That's become more and more important, you know, because if you think about it, like like one country, the United States, for example, if we choose not to do anything about it, and the models are showing, you know, 2.5 million people can die if we just decide everybody's going to continue life as normal. Um, that doesn't just impact us, that we travel everywhere on the planet. And that like that becomes then a major host to, to spread it around. And so it's like in order to really have containment like you have to have somebody saying stay where you are um and and i think that's been really really hard um i have people in my life who are very very um kind of libertarian on the front of like let's the, the government can't tell me what to do and I, and I understand that sentiment um but in a weird way this is like if we really want to contain it that's that's really our only way you know um and we've kind of seen the con- my you know kind of seen the consequences of of kind of a slower reaction to that. Right. And so and I don't know that this necessarily is the case of the needing the government to tell people what to do, but it is needing the government to tell business how to do the right thing. Because well, yeah, because business is is not interested in people. You know, it's interested you can, in profit. Exactly. And you can choose you can choose to self quarantine, but if you don't have uh, if you don't work for a company that um, is you know feels the same way then you gotta you gotta make a decision between am i going to support my family or am i going to stay healthy and and you're i think you're right businesses they, they have an incentive in an opposite direction of, of most of its workers so so yeah so i don't know it's it's a it's going to be interesting to see how things change because i don't think we're going to go back to normal i don't think we can and and no. I just think I just think like look at look at the repair look at the healing of Earth in just a couple of weeks and how yeah how how like suddenly like the Earth is repairing itself and how how we're learning how fast the Earth can repair itself and like maybe yeah. like some things that we thought weren't reversible are reversible if we can just right. slow down a little but that slowdown kind of has to be forced and now there's people that are saying. No, we can't have the slowdown. <laughs> you know, we can't right. let you see 
what life can be like with this slowdown. We got to push them back out into the rat race. So there's gonna I don't know I don't know what this 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 Easter miracle is gonna be, but for for some reason it it's something's gonna suddenly we're gonna like America is gonna be okay to resume operations. Yeah, and I and I and I don't know that people really will. You know what I mean? Because I I think I think there's been enough of a scare. And especially if the numbers, you know, there's a there's a website that you can follow. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's it's basically just tracks the the national, basically how many tests have been given, how many have tested positive, how many people have been hosp- hospitalized, and how many um, deaths there have been nationwide. And then you can go drill down to each state on it. And I've just been following it the last few days, and um, like it's it's growing very rapidly. I think it was yesterday alone, there was like 500 people in America who died from it. Um, and if that number like keeps going up and we look at, you know, a week and a half, two weeks down the road, are people really going to be willing to go back? Um, I, I think that's, that's going to, I guess it depends on how, how they are. Exactly. It, 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 it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be interesting to see where everything shakes out over the next little bit versus, you know, what message we get from government, versus message we get from people concerned and each state's going to have its own its own decision and course and how it goes back um it'll be it'll be an interesting time i've found it very interesting i don't know what i make of it yet still kind of processing and and maybe it's changed because everything's changing so fast but at least as of a day or two ago there were no homeless people in um los angeles anyway i don't know about the entire population yeah, of the world's yeah. homeless but um, in Los Angeles there were no homelessness no homeless people who had tested positive and they had no cases of it and the homeless people seem to be the where where they don't have the hand sanitizers and they don't have the mm-hmm. the the luxury of masks and gloves there's no known cases yeah well i th- i wonder i wonder how many people are being tested you know what I mean? Like, um, well, they're monitoring it because they're looking for people who are sick to pull them out of the population, and they're just not yeah, finding anybody yeah. even sick. And yet, at the same time, you have like Prince Charles tests positive, and yeah, yeah, and and I don't know all these world leaders and yeah. and, and celebrities and, and all that, yeah, yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's like you would think that. I don't know. And they're the ones that aren't quite taking it so seriously either. So, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Like I said, I don't know what I make of it. I just, I just heard that the other day and I thought, "Hmm," because you would think that it would just like, it would just take one person to get sick and all of a sudden all of the Los Angeles homeless would be infected. Yeah. Well, and I wonder how much, I almost wonder if that's a statement of how many people really interact with the homeless. You know, okay, I, I, yeah, honestly, there you go. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, it does. That that is it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what's what's been interesting around these parts is um, we uh, and and you know this just because you lived here and grew up in this culture, but we we live kind of in a where where I'm from, we have a little bit of a prepper, prepare for the end of the world. Um, kind of mentality around here and it has 
that and so, so it, it's kind of uh scratched my prepper itch a little bit <laughs> just from growing up you know what i mean i'm like oh something's happening um but it, it does make me kind of has made me wonder like if if things were to fall apart what do you think would be the most common what, what do you think is the most likely cause is it a pandemic is it is it just the earth burning up what uh what's your take on that <laughs> I don't want to. I want to get into this doomsday <laughs> stuff. We don't have to. Um, really, really. I don't know. Like America's never it. been invaded, so I mean, I'm, I'm. There, there's, there's, there are all these things that we're going to have our attentions diverted from, and suddenly there's going to be planes dropping bombs that we weren't expecting. Um, you know, you've got. I don't. I don't even want to speculate who it might be, but we have so many enemies that. I don't know. I just keep going back to like we're the one country that's never been invaded by a foreign other than ourselves, you know, when we, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I don't know. I'm more, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But the, the thing about the dooms, like, like the prepper culture, not, and I don't want to say prepper culture everywhere, but Salt Lake city. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw this out there. And, mm-hmm. and, and and my whole life I grew up, and I'm sure your whole life you grew up hearing about how um, the, we were we will experience end times, and Christ will be come back in our lifetime, and um, you know they, they there are there are many people my age who have been handed down um, the, the the word like their elders have said to them you will be alive during. Yeah, the when Christ coming, returns, yeah. I don't want to get too into specifics, right? But so it almost feels like, and then you guys have been in in Utah and Salt Lake area have been having like earthquakes on top of this stuff, mm-hmm. and so it almost feels like it, it almost feels like gloating to me, where um, the people who who have been preparing for end times are like, see, told you end times were coming, here's yeah. the end times, and it's almost like like they're gonna they're gonna push it. They've, they've been promised end times, and mm-hmm. God damn it, they're going to get end times. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. it's almost what it feels like. It's almost like they took joy in and gloated in the fact that here comes the ends and we're prepared. And it's like, what ha- happens when it's not? And, right. You know? And, and you still have to go on with, with life forever. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, and I've, I've thought about that for the last few years, actually, of of how even in calamity, and this is what we were talking about earlier, even in calamity, like how in, in terms of it, things are still, there's still a generation behind us, like that, that it's already passed, that I would still say has had to do um, things that were either equally as hard, if not more difficult, you know, um, you know, whether it's, a nation that's been torn up and has fought each other or where at times when we've had to send virtually the entire male population of our country and cities and towns out to war or whatever it is. Um, I, I, I just don't think this compares to that. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you hate to minimize because there are still people that are sick and, um, there are people who are dying and I have a, uh, one of my good friends, um, 
his his uh, girlfriend's a hospital nurse and it's crazy you know it's just it's it's really intense um just the level of of panic that they're feeling at their work every day and so um so you know i hate to hate to, i'm not I don't want to minimize the impact of that. Well, but yeah, and, the, and the panic people have when they drop something, when they take someone to the hospital and they're not allowed to go in and then their family yeah. members are in there and they get diagnosed with it and then that's right. it. Like you can't, you lose contact. Yeah. But one thing this has shown me is really just how, in a weird way, just like how fragile things are. Um, with that, that day, so, you know, schools had just closed that that day we had the earthquake it was going to be the first day of instruction and so there was just a lot going on teachers had a lot of questions and um, we were getting ready to you know roll things out and at that point they hadn't sent teachers home they had us on a rotation where a third of our teachers came in so just we had a minimal amount of teachers but we still had people in the building and uh, you know and I'm in an old building um, and it like you already felt on edge trying to get things going, and then it's like, oh, there could be more. You know, there there could be more to make this harder. Um, and and you just didn't know what what was going on. And then there was a weird rumor that gas station, the refineries down, so there was a run on gas around here that day. Like people, the ga- there was lines out the gas station because it's like the rumor mill started to get going. Um, and so, um, and that just kind of shows you, it's like. Um, things get bad enough, it could be it could be really fragile. And so there is an element of like you should be at least somewhat prepared, I guess. Um, and you know, whatever that looks like, everybody's individual search, uh, situations. Um, it's hard. Well, you should be prepared yeah. even if if you don't have the means to be physically prepared, but at least be mentally prepared that right. things can change in an instant. Like we yeah. get so tied to like reality and what reality is, and it's all just bullshit you know it's it all the narrative changes so quickly mm-hmm. and 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 it, it doesn't seem quickly because life doesn't seem quick you know but like right. it is yeah in, in the in the grand scheme of time and space it's nothing so yeah so i don't know I've well and thinking, it's it's bizarre i mean despite it all never i mean this shit's weird. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Know, the whole country kind of just stopping, you know? Yeah. I, I've been uh, just trying to prepare mentally just for something to get weirder than this. Yeah. So that at least yeah. when it happens, you're not in that, you're not stuck in that few seconds like a deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. you know, to, to not to revisit a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, like the deer in the headlights, at least you're, you know, be the smart deer that like sees the road and stops yeah. and looks both ways. Yeah. Is that, I don't know. It's a stupid analogy. <laughs> well, yeah, you can you can be caught unaware. That's for sure. Well, this was uh, I don't know what this was, man. This was a. It, I, I, I'm getting tired of talking about it, but at the same time, like this is what life it's is a, right it's now. It's all the real. So. It, totally. I'm thinking the exact same thing. Of of. Uh, it's hard not to talk about. Because it's it's so pre it's it's all there is at the moment you know what I mean it's it's 
something yeah, it's, it's, a, day, it's it globally that's what it is and so mm-hmm. it's like how do you how do you not almost, talk about yeah it? it seems like to talk about anything else you're just speculating on the future or reliving the yeah. past and so like what the moment is everywhere is this I know it's funny how it went from coronavirus to COVID-19 and I don't know the, the just even the changing the, yeah. the narrative through the media I don't know if I believe any of it and at the same time you know, it's all happening so I don't you know I, I I believe it's happening I just I just I just wish I could trust the people in, who are giving us information more yeah yeah I hear that I watched this uh I think I think it was I think it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's on Amazon. About uh, it's called the Reagan Show, mm-hmm. and it was all about how Ronald Reagan, like, had staged his every move was staged, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and how 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 having this actor in there and and there was like all this footage, this behind the scene footage. Um, I don't know I don't know why I'm bringing that up. It was it just just it just it just shows you that like. Like you think there's Narr- these moments. You, you think yeah. you think there are these moments where, like, there's these spontaneous moments where he's like, "Tear down that wall," and it was all st- every single image you got of Reagan was staged. And I'm sure it's, that's not the exception. I'm sure it's ever like it just gave you this peek behind right. the the curtain of like mm-hmm. what's going on in the in the background and how these people who are we who are our leaders they're really just they're just the the actor, you know what I mean? It's like the, the the real person, they're the character, and the real actor is all these things behind the scenes that like almost seems like they're not even in control. They're just going through. Okay, they're 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 the hired yeah. help for the real thing, and it's kind of scary. But it's just, well, at the same time, you just have to question everything. Right. Well, and that's why you know. That's what the the importance of like say a free press. Now, not that the press doesn't sensationalize things, because you know I, I think that's very true as well. But um, I think the reality is, you know, the whole reason there's a First Amendment is the reality is people try to control the message, and that that is fundamental to power. Um, if you're in power, you want to control the message. I think about it all the time within the schools we lead. We want to control the message of what our goals are, what we're trying to achieve, and this professional development. Here's how it fits within this broader scheme. Controlling the message matters. And um, sometimes that can be used for ill intent even. You know, I, I think there's plenty of situations around the world where um, they control the message to like suppress the people, you know. And um, I don't think I don't think America's unique in that. You know that that we don't do that. In fact, I think we're just as just as susceptible to that, which is like the value of 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 having opposition message. You know what I mean? Because it kind of forces you to think, well, shit, is it that way? Is it? You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't I don't know that there is a free press anymore. The press is all bought, and 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 it all, it's all even like whatever goes against the mainstream is so sensationally the opposite way. Like it's just like I think the the free press is stuff like this. It's just people talking. It's just people putting out their own podcasts and blogs and posting on social media. That's yeah, well, not people that aren't being bought. Like I, the everything, everything's fake. Well, there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely, uh, 
there's definitely an element of what sells. The challenge with like say us is we don't really have access to anything. You know what I mean? Like so so like um, us is purely speculation. You know, and so it just it just makes it it makes it makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah. But we have access to our emotions, Doug, <laughs> and our feelings, we sure do. and we our sure consciousness. Do. We sure do. And our intuition. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been, uh, it's been good. This was good. This was a good talk. Um, yeah. It's good to kind of, you know, you get these, these thoughts, and it's good to just kind of, you don't want to talk about it all the time. And I don't know, the the, the one thing I've been noticing is uh, at at like this when I am out in the world and at grocery stores, like people are talking and talking and talking to strangers mm-hmm. and and this this guy in front of me in line, he was talking to the cashier and he's like he's wearing his his Washington State Cougars gear. Yeah. And he's like, You're probably I'm probably talking to a USC or UCLA graduate, aren't I? You're probably I'm wearing, and here I am wearing he's like trying to make a thing. Here I am wearing my Cougars gear. <laughs> and the lady's got no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And he looks at me and goes, "Oh, you probably did. You go to UCLA or USC? Am I offending you with this?" <laughs> and I go, I go, I go. No, I went to the University of Utah. So still enemies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and he's like, "No, no, I like Utah. I like to snowboard." And then it's just like, blah blah blah. And he finally leaves. And the lady's like, "Oh my gosh, that guy had so much energy. I thought I had high energy." And it's just, it's coming out like people are when they're out. And, and then I, this, the next time I was at the store, there's these two women. They're having this discussion at the end of an aisle while I'm trying to get down. And it's like, we're supposed to be practicing the social distancing thing. And yeah. like, I can't get to the aisle because they're just, they're talking about toilet paper. Yeah. You know? and, it's, and it's, oh, isn't it crazy and weird? And I mean, I get it. That's what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, people are getting lonely. So, you know, reach out to people <laughs> if you're, well, if you, People need to be able to relate. Like that, I think that is fundamental. You know, not to, I mean, I know we're wrapping this up, but just a, a, a quick little anecdote is when I was going through my crisis of faith, I, I, that was the hardest part is you couldn't, it was hard to find people who felt the way you did and like you longed for it. And I just think in any time of crisis in particular, people need to like find somebody to, who relates to what they're experiencing. And so I, I think we're seeing that all around. And even if it's just at the grocery store of like, can you believe this shit? There's no toilet paper, you know, yeah, like that. Yeah. Like people, people need it. They need to express themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to release it. Once it's said, they can cope. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think that was good. Yeah. yeah. Was good. I, think, uh, I don't know what else there's really saying. I'm, so. I'm glad we, we chatted. Yeah. I'll uh, be talking to you soon, I think. Okay. I hope. As long as you stay safe. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? You have no father. Your mother's gone. You have no father. Yes, my father's gone. What about your brother, your sister, to see you through? We all need a brother. A sister to see us through. It'll be alright. It will be alright. I will be your brother for the